Welcome to the 456 on Dr. Podcast. As always, I'm Tyler, and joining me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Dude, what's up? Fucking game time, that's what's up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got to admit, it's man, with work week being done and over with, what I'm thinking of right now is finishing up the playthrough of a game that I've been working upon the past week. I've already beat it once, but I wanted to get Cam this girls. done. What's up? Cam girls. No. No, 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 no. None of those type of games. Anyway, when it comes to when it comes to video game stuff, I mean, we pretty much have like a lot of like light news here and there for this week, but uh, in regards to actual gameplay stuff, I mean, I've I've played a fair amount. Tyler, I think you've played a fair amount. Yes, you would say. Yeah. Oh. Oh boy, but uh at the same time and stuff, it's like, it's one of those times right now, it's just that crux before Extra Life to where I feel like that I don't want to overplay too much because I don't want to exhaust myself coming into that day, but at the same time, I want to try to give myself a rest for like maybe a week before going and on that day itself, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that way I'm more keen to go through, it's like, okay, I'm going to play this shit, I'm going to play that shit, I'm going to go through and do whatever I want to do with that day. But yeah, I'm feeling good. Kind of a little bit tired because of the day ahead, but Extra Life's coming. Yes. For those that are listening in right now, we do have an additional Extra Life like uh, like special episode. Just give you a little bit of preps, a little mm-hmm. bit of tips, advice by Tyler as well as myself. <laughs> yeah. So obviously listen to that if you want to try to get into this action. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, uh, we recorded that. We just got done recording that one. Uh, that will probably be coming out um, sometime next week. It won't be. It won't replace uh, our weekly show. It'll just be like a mid episode. It's kind of like our, an evergreen kind of podcast. When I'm looking at where people like, you know, there's a lot of people. Like, if you just people want to, because you don't really see a lot out there for like tips and tricks. I feel like too much for extra life. Um, we try to always give them out on our pod, like the podcast, um, and instead of like taking up a huge chunk of our main podcast. Um, and, uh, you know, cause some people maybe just, I don't know, for some reason they don't want to hear it or, you know, they just want to get, to, uh, listen to us talk about everything else. Um, which I don't know, fine, whatever. Um, just figure make it its own thing. And, you know, maybe these people don't want to hear us talk about video games uh, and don't want to listen to us ramble, but they want to get tips and tricks for extra life. Right. There you go. So it's just best of both worlds. We broke it out, made its own thing. Uh, that'll be coming out like probably, I think, like I said, sometime next week. Um, I think is a plan. Um, so Keep an eye out for that one if you're interested in it. Um, but yeah, Gable's dad. Speaking of extra life, um, we're, we're that time of year, so we're going to talk about it every 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 week. Uh, mm-hmm. But for people that maybe just don't know or whatever, um, it is a wonderful charity that we do every year. This is my tenth year. I keep saying my eleventh year, but I looked it up. It's actually my tenth. Sorry mm-hmm. for that. Um, this is Gable's ninth year, um, and wonderful thing we do. It's November sixth is game day. Uh, that's the day Gable keeps mentioning. Uh, extra-life.org is a website, but it's a wonderful charity where we raise money for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Uh, you can pick any hospital that you want in Canada or, uh, nor- or not North America, but Canada or the United States. Uh, and all the money and pe- you can have people donate to you, friends, family, and um, any all the money that we raise will go to those hospitals, 100% of it. 
Uh, we don't pocket any of it. Uh, no, nobody pockets any of it besides hospitals. Um, so I'm doing the Iowa City one. Gibbles is doing Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to, if you're interested at all in donating to us, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, in our show notes, you'll find a link to be able to do that. Just a couple cl- buttons, clicks away to do that. Um, but if if you don't want to, or maybe you want to sign up for yourself or tell somebody about it, that's even better. I'd rather have uh, us talking about it and creating ten people to do their own thing than one person donating to us is way better. That's more money for the kids. That's uh, more money to help other help out people that really really need it. Especially you know last couple of years, they need it more now than ever. Um, so yeah, a uh, really cool thing. Like I said, November sixth. So we are three weeks away as of as of uh, right now of doing this. So in three weeks, Gables, we will be well into our, our game day. So um, I'm, I am like getting chills and all tingly just thinking about it. It is my, my favorite day of the year. Um, so, yeah, just I uh, can't wait. I, I cannot wait. Plus, I got I got that Monday and Tuesday off afterwards. So there you go. That's a, but it's, it's really not even like a four-day weekend. It's just it's like Monday and Tuesday is my weekend because the weekend will be – the Saturday and Sunday will be, will be lost to extra life and recovering from said extra life. Um, but yeah, like Gables, you know, like we are, we are in that time of year. We talk about it all the time where, um, feels like, um, you don't, you, you don't always get both. You don't always get a lot of juicy news and you don't always get a ton of games to play. You usually get either or personally, I think for us, we'd much rather have games to play than games to talk about. That's right. Uh, or, well, our news to talk about, I should say, cause we're obviously we have, we're going to be talking about games, but, uh, instead of having a bunch of, um, you know, as much as I love E3, I'd rather have a bunch of, I'd rather have some cool games to play than, just talk about a bunch of cool games that we got, we got to see. Um, but let's, let's just jump into a little bit of the news that we do have this week here. Um, first up, this is this is brand new stuff here. Um, DC Fandome was today as a recording um, on uh, Saturday. It was a, it was like a five-hour long event. It was mostly about the TV and movie side of things. Mm. We had to see like for the first look at Black Adam with, with The Rock. Okay. Uh, sneak peek for the, the Flash movie. Um bunch of other stuff like much of the the uh, dc tv shows they got going on uh, so a lot of cool stuff there's uh, the new the batman uh trailer came out today that movie looks like a lot of movies i can't believe i'm saying this i'm actually really excited for some of these dc movies coming out soon um mm. yeah uh the big the big thing though was kind of like last year at dc fandom they finally revealed um suicide squad kills the justice league and arkham knights um two games that we have been long been leaked and we knew about but um, they, we got new trailer. They, so we got trailers last year. Um, last year with Gotham Knights, we, they revealed it. They did like a teaser trailer and then they showed like a bunch of gameplay suicide squad. We just kind of had like a teaser, like, like a minute long, all CGI trailer. This, this time around suicide squad, we got, we didn't really get any, we didn't get any gameplay, but we got like, they really dove into like the story and we got a lot of cutscene stuff and Arkham Knights. We got, um, kind of also this kind of same thing. A lot of cutscenes and, um, uh, basically a movie trailer for this. Um, but, Gables, you, you see it. What was your thoughts on Suicide Squad and Arkham Knights? Okay, for both of those trailers, they had pretty much had the same opinion in regards to uh, each other. So it's like, I love the cons- the concept of both of the games. For Suicide Squad, you know, going through and, like, uh, taking on, like, an evil, like, Justice League in that regards, you know, or, like, the Justice League members look like they're being taken control or this completely just submitted to their dark side of their personalities and stuff like that and you're tasked to go through and take them out i like that concept with like uh this group of like anti-heroes quintessentially they are you know with harley quinn with like uh deathstroke and stuff like that and i dead shot um, dead shot yeah 
Captain Boomerang, I think. Captain Boomerang, yes. And, and then like, King I, Shark. King Shark, okay, yes. I, for the life of me, you know, I don't keep track with a lot of the recent like DC stuff, you know, or a lot of the comic stuff. All I know is like, I've just seen the movies. So that's all. That's all. That's why I know about them. So, but uh, I love the conceptual trailer for that. I love the conceptual trailer for Gotham Knights because it's quint essentially happened to reference of like this uh, owl organization, quint essentially. And I think it was kind of funny throughout that trailer and stuff. You have the mention of this, like this, uh, this, uh, this society or something like that. This, this, like pretty much almost like a giant cult or something like that. That's in the underbelly of Gotham City and stuff. To where it's like Commissioner Gordon and Batman couldn't keep them and keep them in line. Yeah. Like, essentially, of that. And they're and dead like, now. And they're both past, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought it was pretty funny. All of a sudden, just just get flashed to like an image or something like this so this hideout or something like that all these owls everywhere like owl statuettes like owls this and i'm like <laughs> it's, it's just it's just a bunch of hoots from pokemon oh <laughs> that actually would have made that trailer a lot more interesting he was like <laughs> Fucking, i didn't realize batman's in the gen 2 universe what the fuck's going oh on? my god the gen 2 universe but uh i even though the conceptual trailers and stuff looked interesting in that regards and the idea behind the story, the plot and stuff, we didn't really see too much gameplay, if any at all, for either of those trailers. I mean, granted, we haven't seen anything gameplay-wise from, like, the Suicide Squad game, and we've seen, like, like a year ago, a little over a year ago in regards to the Gotham Knights before it was delayed. But uh, it looked fairly interesting, I thought. Yeah. What do yeah. you think, Tyler? Um, so it's kind of funny, like, uh, Suicide Squad and Guardians of the Galaxy are kind of in the same thing. Yep. Um, especially recently with, with Suicide Squad, where, like, the new movie just came out with James Gunn, who directed both Guardian movies, and now the new Suicide Squad movie. Um, and all were fantastic. The, all of these things I didn't know anything about until the movies. Um, and obviously we're super, both super pumped for the Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. uh, game coming out in just a week and a half now. Wow. Holy crap. Uh, can't wait for that. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's funny. It's like, we're yeah, right. And we're both super excited for that. But also it's like um, the, the the Guardians of the Galaxy game is like taking a lot of the things that we love about the movies into the incorporating into the game with the music and the comedy. And just, I mean, they're, they're basically doing their version of the movie and like the, the, the Telltale Guardians of the Galaxy, the same thing. And I mean, I know the Suicide Squad is always and like both of these have always been lighthearted and kind of funny, but like they're very much incorporating the, like the things like, because obviously most people, didn't know what these things were until the movies um, and like the new suicide squad and stuff like that. Definitely. Um, you know, the movie as and you see this game, it's like, you almost feel like this is like the, the game, like someone made a movie game kind of thing of what you would like old school, like PS2 era when like Spider movie come out. So you get the, you get the, the game version of it. That's kind yeah. of what you're feeling, but it's like a good big budget version of it. Um, and I mean, with that trailer, like, so we like didn't get a lot of gameplay, but I love, the vibes that it's given off. I'm loving um, the the comedy. Like I'm loving the characters. Like um, I, I can't wait to see the gameplay of it because like the the rumor about the Suicide Squad one is it's a it's a live live service game, uh, which that would be the biggest bummer to me is if that's the case because I feel like this game is could be incredible to play and maybe do some co op stuff. But like I hope to God it's not like a division. Excuse me, like a Marvel Avengers or like a, a Destiny or anything like that because. I just want to have a good time with these characters. And like, I just want basically what the guardians of the galaxy game is, is doing. Um, I kind of want them to do that. Hopefully, obviously we don't know if that guardians of the galaxy game is going to be any good, but if they can make, just do that, but it'd be awesome. That'd be great. 
rather right. than have a live service stuff because I don't want another, you know, I wrote, Marvel Avengers, I think the campaign is good, but it's like, like they made a good campaign, but it's like held down by the live service stuff. And I just don't want that. But I, what we saw, I, I'm incredible. I was way more excited than I was. I thought the, the teaser trailer we had, well, like made me interested. Obviously I've always been a, a person that said, don't get super pumped for these. Um, like I always hate these, like these CGI trailers to reveal a game. Uh, especially the ones where it's like doesn't really show you like doesn't really give you the vibe doesn't tell you what's going on it's just kind of like you know it's when we, you know it's like blasters was better because actually had the cutscene like interact with the characters but it was like some of those like i remember like people going nuts over like the the original like kill zone CG, cgi trailer or the oh, gears yeah. cgi trailer where it's like it's just it's just the you know marcus phoenix running through a, a field shooting guys it's like what are we getting excited about here or what's the or uh, Sunset Overdrive? People going nuts the first time we we got we just got a CG trailer for it, and it's like we don't even know what the fuck this game is. It's just a guy fucking skating around shooting shit, shooting zombies. What, what, what the fuck are we getting excited for? This looks like every goddamn game. And I mean, game came out obviously it did pretty well, but whatever. Anyways, I'm going on a different whole rant here. Um, yeah, but I, I'm both of these. I'm coming away feeling pretty good about it. Like uh, Gotham Knights, like we we did get gameplay for it last year. Uh, Gables and I rewatched that um, from from uh, just before we started recording because just kind of refresh my memory and like I remember like at the time like talked about this film that way where like it felt like the Assassin's Creed team made uh, a Batman game which could be really cool because I like playing those games. The biggest issue with those games is just the Ubisoft bloat of those games. So if they can find a really good way of like of doing the like because like i said technically those games were really good really fun to play uh they just too much content and other crap bogs it down and if they could just find a really good balance of like we're gonna do the assassin's creed thing but we're not gonna have too much crap going on uh because i think that story sounds really cool and interesting like i don't know anything about quarter owls but like people that are that know about it are really pumped for this like they love this storyline so i am mm-hmm. Like, so it makes me more interested because I want to hear about it. Because, like, people were, like, people, like, th- this has been leaked in the quarter house thing. has been leaked for a while, and people were, like, super pumped for it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, both of these, I'm really excited for it. I, I, you know, like, I'm really pumped. I'm bummed we didn't get, there were some rumors because Ed Boon was going to be there, the mm-hmm. Warner, the the, the, the head guy from Creator. Mortal Kombat and the Injustice games. So, because every other year we get a new, we get an Injustice every, every other year. And then, so, like, 26. 16 2018 when did, when did Mortal Kombat come in 2019 so 2017 yeah. we got Injustice 2 2019 we got Mortal Kombat so 2021 we should have got an Injustice uh, but because I think because of last year Mortal Kombat 11 did way better than they than the other games ever did so then they did the uh, the expansion that came out last year so and there's been discussions about whether maybe they're just making another Mortal Kombat because of all the crap going on with um DC and AT&T who owns and Time Warner who owns all of them. Um, you know, all the issues of them breaking up, stuff like that. So um, I was a little bummed to find out we weren't getting it, that there's no news about Injustice 3 because I like the Injustice games more than I like the Mortal Kombat games, honestly. And I would love to get another one of those. So I hope I hope that's still coming. But overall, though, I am incredibly pumped for this. It's like we get a lot. Of, I know there's a lot of people that are burnt out on comic books and, and uh, uh, superheroes, stuff like that. I totally understand it. Uh, I, I I pick and choose the things I like. I'm obviously big into like the MCU. I love the boys on uh, uh, Amazon Prime. 
and I'm kind of getting to DC now, it looks like here, maybe potentially with the movies and the video games we got going on. So, yeah, um, I, 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 you know, I fell off hard on the on the Arrowverse, the DC TV shows. But, uh, yeah, so far, I mean, it's looking feel pretty good about Gables. Um, something, though, I'm not feeling very good about Gables. Uh, and you already knew. You didn't even have to. You didn't even, like I, I didn't say anything, Gables. Say you didn't. <laughs> you already No, I can you, sense. You probably, as soon as you heard the news, you already heard the rant in your head. <laughs> you was like, yep. well, this is, but Gables, I, before I, I, I talk about it, what was your thoughts on the Nintendo expansion pack details? Well, first off, coming October 25th, it's $50 a year. So a $30 upgrade to get the um, uh, N64 and Sega Genesis. And then also, um, you, you, with that, you can also get ex- access to the new Animal Crossing uh, happy home design uh, expansion in there as well. What was your thoughts, Gables, on all this? All right. Before coming in to that announcement, a couple of episodes ago, I had speculated that they may have this offering of about $50, quintessentially, yep. a 50 or a $60 type of tier in this stuff. And man... I hate being right about that. (laughs) But on the offset of things, I can understand why this initial price point did come out. Reading a little bit more into it, especially from today, it's not because of like just cause or something like that. I've been reading about mostly this has to do with licensing issues, especially since they paid quite a bit, Nintendo did, in order to get like games licensing from like say Sega you got to admit they probably paid quite a bit to try to get Banjo-Kazooie and stuff like that from Microsoft and stuff on this service as well. Uh, you see like games like from like Capcom, like Koei Tecmo and stuff. But let's talk about the package in and of itself here. So, already I'm kind of concerned in this regards. They have this little hint. They weren't very clear. Nintendo was not very clear in regards to whether or not, like say, for... This DLC coming for Animal Crossing and stuff like that, that this is going to be like the only type of like paid DLC that's going to be on this service or not. I thought that inclusion was fairly weird. And because of they haven't done this at this point where they've included DLC inside of their Nintendo online service stuff, that was weird. And it felt more because it came at the tail end of their Animal Crossing Direct, which fairly. From what I've understood, you know, list like just going off and like uh, watching the direct myself, and then like hearing from a lot of people in regards to the Animal Crossing community, like like watching videos and stuff. They were fairly happy about the oh, Animal yeah. Crossing stuff, obviously, and the Happy Home like designer things for like twenty five dollars for that DLC. I mean, there was a lot of options for there, but yet coming to that point where Nintendo goes forth and announces not only the inclusion of that DLC inside there, but they actually go forth and just add the announcement of this thing, kind of like cushioning the blow of the announcement leading up to it. Because that's exactly what it felt like to me. It felt like, that okay, you got Animal Crossing stuff. This is going to be a part of the new expansion thing, which is, by the way, going to be $50 for a full year of Nintendo Switch Online on top of your NES Super Nintendo. And on top of the cloud-saving stuff, you get N64 games and like the Sega Genesis game streaming. The positive thing I could see about this, even though the yes, this is quite a bit to ask, especially since this is not any type of improvement for their online service in, ge- in general, 
Excuse me. Whew. Yeah, even though it's not too much of an improvement in terms of their online service, this is quintessentially, oh, hey, we're going to give you more like free like free streamable games and stuff on their service more so than address the issues that we've had initially since the Switch came out, which was online infrastructure issues, you know? Usually, in terms of like their online games for Nintendo Switch, they've been maybe mediocre or sometimes poor at best. Smash Brothers is a good example of that. I mean, obviously, in regards to, say, some of their past games, I say Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, though you can play games with, like, your friends and stuff like that, the servers and all that other issues and stuff, they do come up. And so, not addressing sort of that and just say, okay, we're just going to add some games on top of the servers and stuff like that, it felt weird from that point of view. I did see that if you were a member of the Nintendo Switch Online, you still got quite a number of months ahead. They discounted to like about $30 in that regards, which, in my honest opinion, should have been the initial price. It should have been a $10 extra in regards to on top of what they had currently for a full year. And I feel that because it's raised up to a $50 sort of tier, it had to have been done doing cards to like licensing issues. I'm not happy with how we're presented with the N64 and Sega Genesis games, and most of these games are games you probably could either buy separately in regards to maybe a compilation thing, like especially with the Sega Genesis games, because you see most of those are available with the Sega Genesis cl like classic collection stuff that are on the Switch already, or the PS4, or the or like Steam in that regards, or even like with the Castlevania and Contra collections, because it's like Bloodlines, Hard Corpse and stuff, that's available through their things as well. But even some of the Nintendo stuff, you know, I mean, granted, yes, you can play Ocarina of Time and like Majora's Mask and stuff on the 3DS and do this and do that and stuff like that. But the point being is, this is a whole lot of stuff that we've already know and a lot of us has already played. The thing that's going to appeal to the most in regards to this whole announcement, is pretty much the people that are getting into the Switch ecosystem through, in large part, to Animal Crossing. Because think about it this way. It's like, they have the DLC Happy Home Designer type of thing for like $25 as an added bonus in regards to getting onto the Nintendo Switch Online. So it feels like more of an aim towards like a casual sort of market with that. It just felt weird that way. Because of the whole announcement with the Animal Crossing Direct having all that content unreleased and having that just sit right then and there. But my overall thoughts and feelings about it is like, yeah, I'm not happy with the price direction that they're going with this. Obviously, even though I do, and even though I am not happy about this stuff, I know I'm going to be paying like for the initial thing. I mean, it's painful to say though, but it's not just me that would go through and play the games, even regardless of like the $50 price point. My little brother as well. I mean, quintessentially, I'm going to have to spend it on it anyway, because for one, the app stuff for my little brother and stuff, he loves N64, he loves SNES, he likes Genesis games and stuff like that. He's moderately autistic, he wants to play these games, and so it's like, if he sees that on YouTube, it's like, I pretty much don't got really too much of a say with that regards, but... <laughs> I will admit this, Tyler, and I do share the same sentiment as a lot of different people on the internet right now. It's like I feel like that it's overpriced for what it's initially asking for. I understand why they came up with that price point, but even still, I'm not going to be too happy about it anyway, considering it's 
just a month like a little incremental improvement upon it's like putting a band-aid on a broken bone for god's sake where it's like you pay plenty on playstation like for the playstation plus service and for like the xbox ultimate game pass and stuff like that you get more features and more things than you would say a nintendo switch online and it feels like the redheaded stepchild of all three of these like of all three of the major console makers in terms of their online service to where it's it's there due to necessity nintendo switch online you know it's like it has its benefits some benefits but it locks a lot of like archaic things behind things like the whole cloud save shit but uh tyler i give the floor to you go ahead okay i feel like i'm gonna be i'm, I'm gonna pull like a stephen a smith here from espn on first take we're going to be super calm, and then I'm going to start yelling, because um, that's <laughs> kind of how it's going to start. Because um, I've seen I've seen the arguments, Gables on on the on on the webs, yes, uh, on the internets as the kids call them, um, and it's baffling the loops people. And I understand I probably do the same thing about other things as well. Everybody probably does it. Yep, but it's. The loops people will jump through, the hoops people will jump through to make this like, to like, oh, it's it's a really great deal. I'm happy to pay. Like, oh, God, I don't even know where to start. Like, oh, it's only 83 cents a month if you have eight people uh, to share what the family plan with. How many fucking people do you know? That how who I mean seven other people that you know and trust to split this thing up with for okay, the family plans eighty bucks a year, um, cool. Like, do you know seven other people that you actually really, if you know seven other people that you really trust and and will actually you know someone forks out the eighty bucks and then you can get ten dollars from each of them, like, good on you. That's yeah, eight, that's like if I knew four or five people and you get into it, then yeah, I, I understand that's only eighty three cents a month that way. But cool, for but a let's let's say few people, yeah. Though. That's a very, yeah, that's the main argument I keep hearing. And it's usually like fucking, and I'm not trying to talk shit because I list, you know, I'm a Patreon supporter of some of them. I, I like a lot of them. I listen to podcasts. I like them on Twitter. But it's usually a lot of like people, like influencers that have a big group of friends that are gamers. Yep. And like they have, like they can split that with them. They work with other people, other gamers. They work, there are gamers and they work with gamers. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't work with a lot of gamers. I don't even, I don't even like that many people at my work to like share that, to, to be able to trust them. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, you know, uh, man, like, so that I saw like, oh, it's only, yeah, fuck off with that. What, you know, like bringing it into like the normal world where like it's 50 bucks. Oh, well then it's only 475 a month. Okay. It's not a good service. No, it's just not like what, and here's the problem. Like, cool. Yeah. They're giving you the access to all these games, but like the, the, they, they hide this internet, the online part behind here. Like it's, bullshit because it's broken and it fucking sucks it's worse and like, than the Wii U's the, yeah and you gotta buy the OLED to get a fucking LAN adapter or you gotta spend the extra money to buy the thing to hook it up that way um, and it's still broken and buggy and bullshit either way, either way I've I've watched people Twitch stream I've watched other YouTubers play this game with like friends online and they talk about how frustrating and how the lag and just you know like doing like the four player online of Mario 3D World I watched people play through that and it's just like doing four-player co-op with that even with all four of them hooked in directly to their switch uh, or to the internet and it's 
doesn't work very well or you have the, the lag and the, the drops that's like you charge me for that which okay it's 20 but it's 20 dollars a month but it's like you know my, my argument back then was i'm fine paying 20 dollars a year for if this if it works if it's better and then we're giving you a free year of this and we end up getting a free year and it's like it do, it's not any good it, it's not any good it didn't get any better you didn't like prove to me it's worth paying for and then like you've like tried to make it work so by like adding this adding nes games then you added snes games but it's like cool that's awesome probably should have been its own separate thing and yeah. maybe at the uh, maybe that's 20 dollars a year for that that's fine you did some cool shit where you put like uh you had to be the online uh nso member to get um super mario 35 tetris 99 really cool things and then you fucking took them away yep um you whatever that, that that's those other ordeals but it's like people. Oh, it's only four seventy five a month. But is it, like a lot of these are the same people that bitch when Xbox and PlayStation up the price from fifty to sixty dollars a year, and that's their argument. Like I'm not claiming that's. A, I love that idea, but I you know, people are upset about going from sixty to seventy dollars for games, which I can understand. But it's ten dollars. It's like not make or break. It's games go up. I get that. These games are old as goddamn shit, and then we bought these games several times, and that's their argument. I've heard another fucking argument. I've heard. Well, it was this game was I mean ten twelve dollars on the Wii U, exactly, and you probably bought it on there. Yep. And now you're arguing that I'm going to pay fifty dollars a year to have access to play it on the Switch. When you've bought it on the Wii U, you bought it on the Wii. You probably bought it on the 3DS as well. You probably, you probably bought, bought it on, it on the, the original consoles on. Yep. Like, and we can't, like it's just like, you, it sounds like a person that's in a bad relationship, like they're just dating someone shitty and they're just trying to like jump through hoops like. Well, you just don't understand, or you just don't know them that well. You, you're, it's just you're getting fucked. You really are, and I know I'm part of the problem too. I got props here. I'll bring them in in a second, Gables. I, I feel like <laughs> I'm that comedian that like breaks watermelons with a mallet. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be showing them here in a minute. Like I know I'm, I'm part of the issue too, but they are like fucking you guys on nostalgia. And hey, like if it's worth a few, it's whatever. But it's like just because it's super cheap doesn't. I mean it's good. McDonald's has has dollar fucking double cheeseburgers. I haven't ate one in fifteen years because it's garbage. I'll pay four dollars to go to Hardee's for for a cheeseburger because you know what's way fucking better. That's why I'll, I'll go there. I'll go to Wendy's, pay yep. five dollars. It's fucking better. I'm not just because yeah. it's cheap doesn't mean it's okay. People's like, well, I mean that that's the price of one coffee at Starbucks. But you know what, Coff- Starbucks fucking delicious. I love it. I look forward to it. It is the highlight of my life every time I take a sip of Starbucks. It brings me to heaven. No, it doesn't bring me to heaven. Give Nintendo more goddamn fucking money. That's what. That doesn't make me happy. I hate it every time I do it, and I keep doing it. Gables, here's prop number one. I just bought these two stupid sons of bitches right here. I don't know why. I don't know why I did it. For, for audio listeners, I'm holding the new uh, Metroid Dread either. Amiibos. I don't even... Uh, I don't even like Metroid. I have all the Metroid Amiibos. I don't know why I have them. <laughs> I have them. I bought the Skyward Sword goddamn Amiibo. I don't even. I never even played Skyward Sword, and I don't even want to play that game. That game looks bad. It looks like ass. I don't want to play it. I'm. I, my dog just went to the other room. He's not happy with me right now. I have this motherfucker. <laughs> I have the Mar- the Game and Watch Mario from last year. Yeah, it's still it. in the packaging. Gables, look. The little little thing there is on top. You see that thing? You see it right yes. there? Yes. It's still there. I've never opened it. It's still in the plastic. It's still in the plastic. You can see the reflection of the plastic. Gables, I ordered this. This is the this is I, this is the SNES classic from the Europe. I I ordered the European one. 
I don't know why. I don't. It's still in the box. Never opened it. <laughs> NES Classic. I have this one too. I'm pretty sure my dog peed on that one. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! But the point you're making is, it's like you have all this shit, right? That's uh, yeah. I'm that part of the problem too. But at least I have, I have over a hundred amiibos. I counted today. Over a hundred amiibos on a, on a whole shelf over there. I have a stupid Zelda light directly behind me. I don't know why. I have them. And it goes back them. to one initial point that you touched upon fairly clearly in that regards. Is Nintendo takes full advantage of the nostalgia of their longtime fans, of their longtime subscribers and stuff, and they do any and every little thing in order to loop you into like another thing. It's a Disney effect. Yeah. Where the, they the bake vault. on your nostalgia and they bring you in with like little trinkets here and there and stuff like that. I mean, pretty much it's a sound business strategy because they know fairly well that a lot of these guys are going to go for, they're going to buy things like an NES Classic or they're going to buy things like an Amiibo, their favorite franchises or whatsoever and stuff just to loop you in and all of a sudden it's like, and so you get like an initial point like with this online expansion thing to where it's like, hey, you want to play these N64 games from your youth and stuff like that? You want to have them stream? Plus, a lot of these Sega Genesis games are streaming that you're probably not going to play any other type of, like, uh, platform, or you're probably not going to play some of them because they're so fucking rare, or they're so fucking, like, over-expensive, or they never came out in the U.S., that we're going to go forth, we're going to add them on to this stuff, and then you're going to be paying $50 a year for that, even though the online connection in regards to the online multiplayer is shit and that you still have to resolve around the fucking app in order to communicate with people and we're so we're gonna delve back and stuff and construct our online thing sort of like in a windows xp shit <laughs> yeah it's it's so baffling it's like i've heard the i've heard the are seen the articles for people defending the price because they had to pay all this extra money to get licensing i call bullshit on that too gables yeah because the NES, NES, NES has third-party games, and it's been yeah. $20 for multiple years now. We yeah. have Konami games on there. We have Tecmo games on there. We, we have, have Capcom, Capcom games, games on yes. there. We have all these other games on there, and it's been the same price. It's it, They added SNES, same price. I'm not saying they shouldn't charge more, but yeah. I said this at the time, though. When they had the Direct, and they didn't give us a price cables, I said at the time, they're, the fact they didn't give us the details now means it's going to be bad. They didn't want to put it in this direct because they wanted us to leave the direct happy. And they knew exactly. it was going to piss us off. But I said $40. You said 50 And I was like, "I, yep. that's nuts. And they did it. They did it. You you knew. You were right. I know uh, exactly. But, I knew exactly what was going to go on right there because it's like I see the games that are being introduced inside of like the initial like release thing, the possibility of that. I mean, the Sega Genesis thing was like a bonus thing. We didn't even know anything in regards to about that. We thought it was going to be Game Boy games. For God's yeah. sakes. But oh, God, yeah. At that same point, it's like the positive thing about this whole thing, it's like you don't have to pay the initial expansion thing, though. You could still continue on to pay twenty dollars a year if you just want to just have the yeah. basic stuff, you know, and then just do that. So nobody's forcing anybody to buy this stuff, but at the same time, we reserve the rights to criticize this fifty dollar option because for God's sake, it's it is fucking stupid to go forth where we have a tier to where it doesn't bring anything else substantial to the improvement of the online infrastructure. Because, bear in mind, yes, PlayStation Network has their issues. Xbox Live, it has their issues. But at least some of that money goes on to fixing their fucking servers or to improve yeah. their online infrastructure. You have, we have parties. We have a good, solid, running online system that hey, works really we well. Actually, 
Yeah, we don't have to use messaging a, on there, you know? It's like, oh, that's we don't a have to use concept. a fucking app on our phone to talk to people. Yes. We don't have to use Discord. And like, that's why that's an argument. We're like, well, I just use Discord. Well, fuck off. I don't want to have to. My TV is over here. My computer is over here. I don't want to be on my fucking computer talking to somebody and then being over here or having to like hook up, use the Discord app on my phone. Yeah. With, I have all this extra sh- shit over here. I want to be able to. I want to be able to hook, use my PlayStation fucking five headset to talk to my goddamn friends on my PS five. Yes, that's, that's what I want exactly to do. The point. I don't want to have to do a bunch of workarounds to play to talk to my friends so I can play Smash Bros with them. I don't want to have to be on a PS four party chat, which we've done in the past to yeah. play Smash to talk to my friends while I play Smash Bros. I don't want to do that shit. I don't want to I'm be like, on my fucking PC to talk with somebody that I'm playing on the Nintendo Switch. It should automatically have a party system and a messaging system and a voice chat things on the system itself through its infrastructure, through its Nintendo Switch online. So I'm yeah. able to do that instead of having to rely upon a stupid cell phone app or going through with a PC. Because here's the thing. Unless I'm playing games on the PC, I'll talk with my friends, say, like, through friend lists and stuff and all the other shit on Discord on the PC. I mean, I do some of the cross-play stuff with Destiny 2 and stuff with my friends and stuff, where some are on the PC, some are on the PS5. I can do that and try to bounce yeah, between that, but even so, it's fucking awkward because I'm sitting like That's cross-play, though, yeah. That's cross-play. Yeah. That's a different exception. This yeah. is, like, one console using a messaging system or a voice chat system to play so that on another console, you're playing something completely different. It's like, it yeah. doesn't make any fucking sense. And we know it has it because Fortnite has voice chat. And this yes. is a whole different issue. Like the, the like it's frustrating that we're charging for that. But just get back to you know the N sixty four stuff. It's like and like the whole like well they had to pay licensing fee for all these Sega Genesis games. Fuck off. I don't want to hear it. Because you know what? They didn't have to do Sega Genesis games. And like we talked about at the time when they announced it, most of those games are already on that console. Yes. And if you really want to play those games, you probably already fucking bought them on the fuck on on the Absolutely. goddamn console. There's like maybe two or three games out of the whole thing for the Sega Genesis that you're not going to go forth and get anywhere in terms of that system in that regards. So I'm talking about Strider, I'm talking about Musa, I'm talking about like uh there's another game on there as well that I'm blanking at the moment, but the fact remains is it's like most Streets of those of Rage. games yeah, well, Streets of Rage you can already play regardless. Yeah, like I already own it on there. Yeah, most <laughs> yes, most of us already own the shit on there. So a lot of this is just repetitive bullshit. The main crux and the meat and potatoes that people are gonna buy it for is the '64 games. But then again, you had the Mario '64, which was just released in that compilation thing last year. We could, you can we only could, get for six months. You can only get for six months. But if you go to the brick and mortar retailers, you'll still find digital download codes of that fucking 3D All Stars game. Like I can, yeah. Still, yeah. Target had it on sale for forty dollars last week. Yes, they can't get rid of that shit fast enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they, I mean, it sold super well, but they they got maybe more than they needed. Apparently, I, I it's just I get it. I know it's capitalism. This is how it works. They got to max yeah. out right dollar right, amount. Right. I get it, but also consumer happiness is the thing. And I've talked about this a couple of weeks ago, Gables, where it's just like, I am just done buying. I, I Obviously, I'm not. I just bought these stupid fucking Amiibos. But when it comes to like buying these, like, I would just buy any first party Nintendo game to come out. And it's like, I play them for a weekend and it's just like, you're, the, there's, the content is there. The game's technically fun to play. I just, there's not a lot to do unless I'm, I have a constant amount of friends to play with. You know, like in person, because I sure as hell can't play online because it doesn't work well, and I can't talk to him anyways if I, if I could play with him. Um, so it's it's just um, it's just compounding issues with me, especially that's why I'm frustrated. And then just hearing just the the blowback to people being upset with the well, it's only four dollars a month. 
Well, it's only like, well, I think it's bullshit. I have to play, pay to play online. But it's like, well, now Nintendo's doing it, and they're charging you comparably to do what fucking Xbox and PlayStation do, but also making you only be able to play these games by that you've bought five fucking times already or right. more with by paying fifty dollars a year. And it's like, you know what? Yeah, you can, you can. There's issues with PS Plus. I understand cloud saving is, is hidden behind PS Plus. I get that. Um, yeah, it's, hot. it's yeah, hidden behind you lose... the Nintendo Switch Online. It's hidden behind the PlayStation Plus, though, that uh, cloud yeah. service type of shit. I mean, with with yeah, Microsoft but, yeah, like said, service. Microsoft know. gives you gives you uh, X like a, a good amount, but you get yes. like unlimited if you have Xbox Live Gold. Right. Uh, PS Plus, yeah, they hide the cloud service behind, uh, behind PS Plus. Yeah, you lose access to the PS Plus games if you lose PS Plus. But those PS Plus games are, a lot of times, new games are fairly new fucking games. Yep. So we've gotten four brand new PS5 games this year. Maybe not the best games ever, but they're new games. Yep. They're not old games that we bought that are 25, 30 years old that we've bought multiple times. And I understand those some, like, yeah, oh, they're some of the best games ever. I know. We know that. You want to know how you know that? Because you bought them already multiple fucking times. Absolutely. From Nintendo. Um, Xbox Keeps. Live Gold, same thing. They give you all the shit. Xbox Live, yeah, it's cheaper than fucking. Uh, Game Pass. But you know what? Game Pass has all kinds of brand new games. And most of those games that they advertised right there, I mean, most of them are games that, uh, they're not like chintzy-ass games. I mean, hell, you've got like a whole bunch of like like, noteworthy games, like first-party games and stuff like that on that service, and yet you have a lot of games that are released inside of that year and stuff like yeah. that, like current year, 2021 games and stuff that are frequently like released on game pass and stuff like almost every month in that regard. So it feels yeah. fresh. It's every not week something... they have brand new yeah. games every Thursday, brand new fucking games. Hell. Sorry to cut you off cables. Well, hell um, man. case in point, it's like I played like about maybe three or four, like Xbox one, like no Xbox game pass games that released this past year. Yeah. Like in the span of last Sunday, you know, in order in that real random rigam rigmarole type of stuff though. But the point being is like those that service alongside of like PlayStation Plus with their set amount of games that like, you'll get new experiences. You get games that you go through, you could try out and see if you want to play them and stuff like that. And if you do, if you enjoy it, you enjoy it. If you don't, you don't. The fact remains is you're playing something different and not going through and shelling out something for something you've played multiple times over and over again, which quite honestly it's I'm not knocking people for playing certain games over and over again. I do that fucking no. all the time. I mean, God I used to play God of War this year. I get yeah. it. I understand it. You love those games. I get it. I yeah. totally get why people are doing it. But I, I, I just, I just, it's just frustrating when people get upset and like backlash. And like, if it's worth it to you, it's worth it to you. I get it. Yeah. But it's like, there's nothing wrong with like saying, hey, it's bullshit at the same time. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And I get it. Like I said, it's capitalism, but super happiness is also a thing. It's like, like then maybe that's part of the reason why I'm so upset. Where like I feel like over the last five years, Nintendo is especially with the Switch blowing up like it did. I feel like they have like taken, you know, I'm the giving tree. I'm giving them money, and they keep asking me for more and more. And now I'm just a stump. Well, they can because of how successful the Switch has been. If it were like another Wii U and stuff, they probably wouldn't even be doing it. Oh yeah, close no. to this. They couldn't. Yeah, they couldn't get away with it. I mean, you look at like Game Pass would be a thing if Xbox One had. Obviously, I understand that. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just frustrating. It keeps happening, and I should have seen it coming. I was gonna, I was gonna be, I wasn't gonna be stunned at forty, and I was, I was gonna be like, it's bullshit. But yeah, it's twenty dollars more a month. But you know, it's, it's yeah, maybe it's ten dollars more than I thought. But you know, it's, it's a big deal. 
and you lose that argument when you when you start getting up into that when people like well, I wouldn't compare it to PS Plus or game or Xbox Live Gold before, but now you kind of have to. You gotta start now. You gotta start comparing it, and you know, like I I thought I, I said I love the idea of this kind of Netflix style thing at twenty dollars a month where it's like I would rather have that than have you know buying a la carte again or you know what I, I would love it it'd be really cool if like do the game pass thing where like if you're a uh, switch online user you know you get a 10% discount on any game on game pass if you're a game pass user yeah. you get 10% off when you buy it if you want to buy them yeah uh, I wish they did that for these games where it's like you you can buy them or you can just have this service and buy you know pay ten dollars for these 64 games it's still bullshit that I pay for them again but yeah, it's like now you're paying $50 a year to rent these games, essentially. Or it's like at least before I was paying, I might have been paying $5, $10 every console, but I owned them forever on this console. Yep. But I don't know. It's, and you know, people were like, well, look at all these games. They said that there's going to be Paper Mario coming. There's going to be Pokemon Snap coming. But it's like, I don't trust them because every month, give or take, they just randomly drop games with no notice. And every we talk about them every time. And we look at these games, and it's just like, what the fuck are these games? Every now and again, you get like this really kind of weird, kind of cool Mario Picross that was a Japanese only game. That's kind of cool. That's like, but it's just like it's always hit and miss all these because like, there'll be like maybe one game you'll want to play, like and then like the last couple of release drops or something like that, or if it's like it's completely shit thing because it's like there's nothing that really appeals to you, like kind of like the last Nintendo Switch update in regards to their Super Nintendo games and stuff, where it was just mostly like some games from interplay which hardly anybody fucking recognized there was like yeah. one and that was like claymates and that was like some weird obscure thing that uh yeah really upset people <laughs> yeah it's just like every time they do it we are like where's earthbound where's mario rpg what are these games so it's like yeah well cool we might get they showed us like five or six more games coming for, for n64 but it's like one of those games coming yeah really like, you know like cool yeah they say they're coming but there's no release schedule and I heard the thing like you were talking about, like I'd be cool if they had a more DLC stuff to it. I can, I think that's people just wishful thinking because I don't trust them to. I think this might no. just be a, a backdoor way to get get the subscriber rate up, you know. And I'm not even gonna knock the idea that if you lose if you don't pay fifty dollars again next year, you lose access to the Animal Crossing thing. Because like I said, PS Plus you lose access to those games if you don't keep the, prescri- the subscription going. I get that. Whatever. I'm not even gonna argue about that point. Uh, but yeah, I just it's just baffling to me. I I you know. Like they have proven nothing to me to like, I didn't, you know, I, I, I'll go months without using uh PlayStation network. You know, I'll go months without playing some of those, some of those new games we get. Uh, but you know, I paid the $6 and I have no problem with it. Cause it's the only, I, when it's there, I know it's going to work. It's going to be reliable and a handful of times a year. I'm going to get, I'm going to get a good game out of there that, I mean, usually a lot of times it's because the game, I'm not interested in the games because I, I bought like they're, they're a year or two old or even a year old, but I bought them when they came out, you know? Right. Um, you know, you look at like even like PlayStation now. They just fucking added Last of Us Part Two this month. Like, I don't know. How can you compare that to fucking, you know, Game Pass? We're getting fuck. We just got Back for Blood, AAA game, day one. We're getting Forza next in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. We're getting Halo in six weeks. It's like you can't compare these things. Yeah, it's more expensive, but I'll pay fifteen dollars a month for Game Pass, and, and I might go a month without playing it, but probably not much more and even if i go a month you know what it's like i know here soon i'm gonna have some cool shit going on at least there's a plan i know like they they have a map of everything coming to me for the next six months i mean some cool surprises here and there as well so i don't know i mean if it's worth it to you it's worth it to you but i 
you know, it's okay to like, if you're a fanboy or something, it's okay to call bullshit on it. You know, I do my best. I know I'm a, fan, I'm a fanboy of a lot of things and I will, you know, I'll, I'll argue to them, even though I know I'm wrong sometimes about certain things, but it's like, also, I have no problem, you know, pointing out a lot of times when it's like, I don't like Kojima, my favorite all time favorite director of games, all time favorite game creator. I hate Death Stranding. I, I picked Gable's nose. He's listened to me rant about it many times. I picked that game up four times and tried to beat my, fight my way through it. And I just don't like it. It's not a good game. I don't like it. It's a bad game. But, it, and it hurts me to say it, but I, you know, I gotta say, Metal Gear Solid 5, most disappointing game of all time, even though it's my game of the year. I don't like that game. Because it's not Metal Gear Solid. It's a great game. But it's, it's one of the all-time greatest games ever made. It's not a good Metal Gear Solid game. You know? It's okay to save those things. But also, still, you can still love those things by also pointing out the bad things about it. It's totally okay, guys. You can say, hey, it's kind of shitty. But I don't know. Some people just can't do it. But whatever. Um, that that was a long rant. Oh, I don't apologize. Because <laughs> I've been pent up for about 24 hours. And I just had to work that out. So... Let's get to uh, some of our uh, quick hitters here, Gables. A um, couple things here. So, Solar Ash, which is the the one that normally I wouldn't bring this up because it's like I'm I'm the one that's been kind of hyping this game up a lot on this podcast. But it's it's the PlayStation's been pushing it. It was at the PS5 showcase last year. They just they just showed it off at the uh, a couple different um, state of plays. We just got a release date for it at a state of play a couple months ago um, for October 26th. And I made this whole rant about how. Guardians of the Galaxy and Solar Ash are coming. The two games I look forward to the most this year are coming on the same day. Well, Solar Ash got delayed to December 2nd. So about mm-hmm. a five-week delay. Um, they could, uh, Heart Machine, the directors of the game, excuse me, had a burp. Um, just put a thing out saying that you know, it's just it's not going to be quite ready on October 26th. So I thought it was kind of weird because, I mean, we hadn't heard any. There hasn't been a lot of buzz or push because we were, you know, they just announced a few days ago. It's like, we're a couple weeks out and we haven't a lot about this game like so maybe this is what they need to like give it a pr push and also i mean coming out october 26th i mean really coming out in the fall in general not a good time for games if you're not like a big if you're not call of duty or far cry or battlefield or halo so um yeah it's, it's getting pushed back five weeks hopefully it comes out and it's good uh but you know hopefully that's enough time for them to get ready and give it a chance to uh actually have it's coming out in a bad week though still i guess because you got game awards uh, Advance Wars um, and Halo. So, still a tough time, but maybe not as bad. Um, I don't know, Gables. Um, I don't know if you have anything else to add on that one, but. No, I don't really. I mean, okay, it just got delayed like a couple of weeks or something like that, but yeah. eh, it's still going to be interesting once it gets released. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll definitely keep an eye on when it comes out. Uh, next up, this is a, a leak here from uh, GamesBeat here. They talk about uh, Dragon Age 4, the game. They've been teasing since 2018. We had a teaser trailer at uh, Game Awards 2018, and then another teaser trailer at, at Game Awards 2020. Can't believe that's the thing. And 2019 E3, we had a teaser for that as well. Uh, so we got a lot of teasers for this game for for over three years now. Um, but apparently, you know, the, the kind of the, the rumors for a while now has been this is like a late at best 2022 game. Most likely a 2023 game, though, uh, you know, mid to late 2023 game. Uh, but apparently, the new Dragon Age game will be next gen PC only. Um, not a lot here on that one, but um, sounds like this is the case. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much longer like we'll be supporting these cross gen games. I think like 
even PlayStation has talked about, I think 2022 is kind of that, or, not, or 2023 will be that kind of cutoff. And a lot of that seems like because of, you know, chip issues and the fact that a lot of those COVID, you know, obviously a lot of those games that are supposed to come out in 2021 are coming out next year. So, um, and Xbox has said that they're going to keep supporting Xbox one until, uh, I believe 2023 as well. So, um, maybe it's, um, I don't, I don't know how, like how long did PS4 and Xbox one games also go to PS3 and 360 game. Um, I thought that was initially until like about 2014 or like 2015. I think about it. Oh, I'm trying to think. Well, I think it might've been 2016. Cause I remember Metal Gear Solid was September one, 2015. That was cross console. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the end. So maybe like holiday 2015 was like the cutoff. Yeah, um, I could see that. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, anything you you want to add on that one? Honestly, I don't have too much interest with Dragon Quest Four. I mean, not, not Dragon Quest Four, but like Dragon Age Four. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, not really. Yeah, me neither. But I I think it's interesting that we're. I mean, I it brings it makes me a little more excited. And hopefully, that means that like you know we hear about the chip shortage, obviously, and there's been talks that. It's going to go on into next year. So hopefully maybe by 2020 into 2022, 2023, that'll kind of sort itself out and it'll be, they'll be more readily available for people. Um, yeah, I think it'd be, that'd be the time you already hear. We're already hearing about like all these consoles, like behind the scenes stuff where like they're struggling to make these games work on the new consoles and then make them work on the old consoles. Oh my God. Trying to, so yeah. So, I mean, hopefully, I mean, like you're hearing about battlefield, like cyberpunk and all that, all these games, like, these big games coming out and or have come out where it's like making it work on the old consoles has just been a struggle. So, yeah, I mean, in, in a year and a half or two years, I mean, it, it just makes sense. Uh, and then Gables, you put this one here. I want you to tell me about this one. So Apple could be possibly uh, putting out their own handheld to compete with Nintendo Switch. All right, so this is chalked up inside the rumor section, quintessentially. So basically yeah. what it had gone on, there was like a little news article, a couple news articles that popped up throughout this week that potentially that uh, was leading to like these rumors that Apple could try to throw its head, hand with nines into like the race. Not that, uh, okay, let me just start a little bit over with this. Try to rephrase it so I don't sound like a jumbled mess. Basically, Apple is trying to get in on the whole handheld console sort of craze try to paraphrase from the article and so they have apparently there's a couple different deals they have with uh, some developers and stuff they don't want to be kind of left behind kind of like how steam is doing with their whole steam handheld and what switch is obviously doing what they're doing and stuff so apple wants to try to throw their like a hand to the mix and stuff having like a hybrid console like handheld sort of thing for their gaming thing but like i said it was just basically like a pretty much like a rumor that had been going throughout this week so, not too sure, like, how much validity will be holding into that type of spin. But that would be kind of interesting kind of concept, seeing if Apple would actually do something of that sort. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's... I don't, I don't foresee this too much. I mean, maybe they probably thought about it. We know for a fact that there was an Apple controller out there at one point. Like, people had their hands on People saw it. And there was an Apple out. console at that one point, too. Well, I think the... Yeah, there was, like, ideas of, like, trying to, like, basically just put the... The, the games we play on our phones, we could play like on a TV or right. play, you know, use a controller to play on your iPad, stuff like that. Um, and we have that where like, you know, the, like the PS4 controller and that PS5 controller and Xbox controllers can't connect to your, your phone or iPad to play games on and to play Apple games on. So we know that has, there's a possibility and like, they have, like the backbone thing you can connect to it. Um, I mean, mobile 
games do generate more money than console games and PC games. Like we know that for a fact, like they're the biggest generator of, of revenue just because of all the, the free to play games and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I, I mean, they, they, when we, like, I guess I could see it happening, I guess. Cause I mean, they're the same people that fucking sell us watches for $600, um, you know, and iPads and then Apple TVs, uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're dabble with everything and phones and shit like that. They're changing the landscape on things. So, I, I mean, it's a possibility. I, I, I don't... I can see them double... We've seen them with the Apple Arcade. They really try to double down on that stuff. I could see them tripling down, possibly, but I, I, I don't know. I feel like if you are someone that plays... Interested in playing games, you either already have a PC or a console to do it, um, or a Switch, or you're getting the Steam Deck... Um, or you just only care about playing games on your phone and you're not going to, or iPad and you're not, I, I can't see people paying yet another. Cause like Apple is big on, and they've, they've said like, our we're not going to make our things cheap. Like these things are luxury items. You're not, you know, these are not stuff that we want to just sell you guys at a, a good price to get as many out there as possible. Like you're going to pay a lot of money up front to get these things. And you're going to pay a lot of money in the back end, you know, to, do this to, if you want to keep playing these games or whatever so um i'm not ruling it out but i i, I take this with a lot of grains of salt i will um, add one last thing in regards to it it's like for any of our listeners that are interested in sort of the fascination of the history of apple and like console gaming do a little bit of research on the apple pippin that's something from the past that apple did attempt to get into the console space once before and obviously it failed catastrophically so definitely give a little bit of a research thing with that. Go on to YouTube. The Gaming Historian, I think, has a, maybe have a video on that, but uh, I've more or less learned upon it for like other like uh, video game videos, like in regards to some of the history, the backstory in regards to the system. Because only had a few games at the time. It sold for like in that same generation. I think it was with. Uh, I think it was the N64 and the PlayStation, if I'm not mistaken correctly. So it's like during that generation where almost like everybody decided they wanted to put pitch in for their own consoles and then obviously failed catastrophically because it wasn't as popular as some of the other mainstream ones. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just let it be known out there. It's like Apple has attempted things like this before, but it doesn't really surprise me that uh, they would try to venture into a space like this considering they have a pretty much a, a hand a hand-fisted monopoly upon a lot of the various electronic stuff, not just with phones, but also with watches, also with computers and all this other shit, so it's like yeah, they want to get their hand into everything and having like a handheld like a gaming like hybrid console and this and that, you know, it's it doesn't strike me as like too surprising honestly Yeah, I, I think the biggest issue with, with the Apple Pippin is they they got the Pippin when they should have got Apple Jordan I won't lie. I've been waiting for me to talk so I can make that joke. And I appreciate you (laughs) chuckling at that one. That's all I needed. I just needed, uh, that's all I needed. That's, that's all I needed to keep going. That's the, you know, that's the juices I needed to keep the blood flowing. Um, other than the apple cider, apple cinnamon, Starbucks coffee I had earlier. It was fantastic. Let me tell you. Um, 
but let's get some uh, video game talk here, Gables. Games we've actually been playing. Uh, Gables, you, you know, you've been saying you've been playing a plethora of games. You yes. picked up a new, uh, you picked up you talked about Metroid Prime last week as well. Uh, so tell me what's what's been going on with you game wise. All right. So game wise, it's like what I was saying before, leading in earlier and stuff that uh, I had been playing a hodgepodge of game. I games in general. So it's like last Sunday I decided to try out a whole bunch of like different games upon the Xbox Live the Game Pass and stuff and seeing what would click. So I'm trying just to go forth and power, just go through my app right now. So I'm like uh, trying to see a little bit of the games that I had gone through and played. I mean, honestly, the one of the games that I did go through was uh, I tried out Tales of the Sojourner. That game, in regards, is basically like a story-driven game, but the main crux of it is like you get to like have these conversations and stuff and you use these specific types of cards that match like the same shapes or different shapes or have like special abilities so that way you get to know the experience of how you get to talk to certain people and stuff and then once you go on and stuff you have to your main goal is uh you are the daughter of like a a traveling merchant or something that passes on and so you're tasked with the with the responsibility of like uh, trying to save her store from, like, being taken off of this main map or something for, like, uh, deliveries and this and that, you know. And so you have to gather these resources, gather these, like, uh, items from different uh, towns and stuff that you travel to through this traveling caravan. And you have to talk to the merchants and talk to the people to get goods, to get, like, goods and stuff. So that way, once you get back to these ex- get back from these expeditions, you can go forth and deliver to your shop. They'll go forth and, like, sell and, like, make some form of money in this in regards but uh, in hindsight, in regards to the gameplay in and of itself, I mean, it's fairly straightforward. It's like a story-driven game. You get to switch these different cards around, different shapes around. Like, like say, if you have a card that has, like, a circle at the beginning, a circle and an end of these cards and stuff like that, you can match them, like, to another circle card you have in your hand. Or it's, a, it's like, a basically kind of like a back-and-forth sort of thing. So you'll put up a single card, and all of a sudden, the person that you're talking to puts up a single card... And then if it matches that and stuff, the conversation will go through and progress like a fluidly. But if it's like a different type of shapes and stuff, sometimes it'll actually go forth and cause like a like a little frustration quib or something like that inside of the conversation. But on the top part of the screen, you'll have how many times you can go through and get something right to progress on or how many things you can get something wrong. Unless, like the, you know, or else that conversation in and of itself is going to fail in its entirety. The concept is interesting. The story aspect of that thing was kind of cool and stuff like that, but I haven't gone back to it since, like, last Sunday, so almost like a week. But I did like the overall idea of it. I may try to play a little bit more of, more of it, like, sometime soon, because I did like uh, the bit of what I was playing for that, but... But uh, another game that I was going through and playing... Oh, gosh. I want to say the game is called Monster Goose or some of the sort. No, 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 no. Mighty Goose. That's what it okay. is. Okay, so basically what Mighty Goose... Is this Goose... like the arch rivals of the Mighty Ducks? Oh, my God. That would be kind of funny if that's it's, that's in of itself. But head coach is... Emilio Estevez versus head coach Michael J. Fox. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. So picture this. You're playing an action game or something like that. 
from uh, the Super Nintendo generation or the Sega Genesis generation, which is running gun. You go through different levels and this and that and stuff, and you have all this hellish sort of like uh, gameplay. Yeah, that's Mighty Goose in and of itself. The game isn't exactly long itself. I already gone through three stages, and the game is not supposed to be like fairly long or anything of itself. It's sort of like a standard sort of a couple hour sort of uh, game you can go through and play possibly in a one sitting if you wanted to. But the overall combat I thought was pretty fun. I thought the initial like uh, the game look of it was pretty fun, and I thought it was kind of hilarious and stuff that. Uh, you start off and stuff where you have just basically the buttons with the running gun and stuff, and they'll just have one button just to honk until you get like a special item. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty fun just to try out in that retrospect. I felt like I went through half of that game just like in one sitting, though. It it, it gave that sense of sensation. I'm but, glad the Untitled, Untitled Goose game finally got a, a title. Oh my god. I have another question about uh, Mighty Goose Gables. Yeah. Um, so you know how Keenan Thompson is on the Mighty Ducks? Yeah. Is Kel on oh the Mighty Geese? Oh, God. <laughs> Does he have his own version of the Knuckle Puck? <laughs> called the, the Moose Puck? <laughs> the Moose Puck? I don't know what why it got bumped away, but it did. I the don't know what else to call it. The knuckle, what would you call it? Knuckle puck and like the, the finger puck or something like that. Oh, that's terrible. That sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> what would you call it? The sphincter puck for Christ's sake. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <Gables. laughs> This might puck. be my new favorite game. I've never even played it. I just like, I just, I don't even want to know what the game is anymore. I don't want to play the game at all. I forever will imagine it is a mighty, Go mighty ducks rip off like mighty goose i just want that game to happen now i just want michael j fox to run the mighty goose and kel from keenan and kel is on the other team with his own trickery crazy ass shot with its own with their own italian fat guy as it's as it's goalie called the sphincter puck i want dana devito to be the, the fucking goalie that's what i want the next game i did oh. play I've heard a lot of interesting things about it, and more or less it's because it's supposed to be one of those open world type of games and stuff where it doesn't have a lot of combat, but you can go to explore a bunch of the environment and stuff and then complete side quests. It's a game called Sable. Oh, yeah. I played the demo for this. Well, here's the thing, man. It's like I played like nearly a half an hour of Sable before I had to uninstall that game because it ran like ass on my Xbox One. The performance it, it ran. It didn't run great on on Series S either. It it it, trud, it trudged pretty bad. Now here's the thing. I would have gotten into that game, and I th thought it was fairly interesting. But the performance factor of that of Sable just. There were times where I would go across the overworld, and the game just started chugging right, and it just went down frame rate rise almost to almost a complete stop. At some point, you play so on Switch. Ha! <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I see what you did there. But ah. now, this Xbox One S could barely keep up with the frame rate things of Sable, and I'm thinking to myself, it's like, oh, God, this. I hope this is, like, not uh, just my Xbox type of thing. I hope it's, like, <laughs> I hope it gets better with the Series X or the Series S. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, I tried playing a little bit of that. Let's see, what else? Oh, yeah, there was another game that I thought was fairly interesting, and it's called The Wild at Heart. Now, this game is 
This game was one of the ones that I tried, that I downloaded like a couple months back and stuff. And quite essentially what it is, it's like it's an action style of game and stuff where you get to go into this specific like forest. You're a kid, right? But uh, you have like, an, you have pretty much a neglectful, like abusive sort of dad and stuff. So it's just basically you and your dad. And quintessentially, you run away from home and stuff because one of your friends or something like that want to run away inside this forest and stuff and this and that. And then all of a sudden, you come across this sort of like a secret, like a secret like area inside the woods where it leads you to like, well, these little mythical creatures or something like that. And so quintessentially, sort of like a puzzle platform. It's almost like a puzzle, like an action adventure sort of game where you get to go across the the overworld and stuff like that and then you get to solve various sorts of puzzles before moving on i thought the concept was fairly interesting and i thought that uh for what the initial the game the subject matter in of itself was i thought it was pretty interesting in that regards but it's much like all the other games that i just mentioned previously in the game pass it's like there were games i tried during that one day last sunday but i didn't get back to because there was one game Actually, there was like two games this week where I played a little bit more into. Now, I did play a little bit more of Metroid Dread. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I did play more of it, and I finally got into the first boss battle aspect of it. Nice. That boss battle was fucking epic. That first yeah. boss battle you get into and stuff, it's multiple phases in regards to like uh, going through this boss and like knowing when to counter the creature in order to do a lot of various damage and stuff. You will die a couple different times if you don't know what the hell you're doing. And I did that, but at the same time, it wasn't frustrating to the point where I wanted to turn off my system. No, it was just me, like, lack lacking of the know-how of, oh, okay, I need to go forth, use my super missiles in this specific type of cutscene and stuff, and then I have to go through and do this. Because they don't tell you you have to shoot in that thing, right? Or you can do this and do that and stuff while the monster has it in your hands and stuff. So I go through the first boss, I go through all the various, like, explorational things, and I get that ability to where I can actually cloak. No, no, not not cloak. I can actually grab onto these blue, like, walls and stuff, right? These magnetic walls, so you can just go up and you just go, like, across and stuff. And it unlocks a different type of area, or different type of areas we didn't have access to before. So after that moment and stuff, I started thinking about it. It's like, well, this Metroid Dread definitely has a well-constructed type of feel to where it feels reminiscent to classic Metroid games, like, say, Metroid 1, Super Metroid, Metroid Fusion, in regards to the the confined space of the of like the uh, of the world itself is interwoven, is smartly like designed. It feels like it's very balanced in terms of the level design of it to where you know that you can't get to like a certain area and stuff unless you need a certain power up or you need like a certain type of level design or not level design but you need a certain type of action or to progress further but at the same point it's like it feels fairly challenging and yes you do get like a sense of dread when you ever you are Aha. chased yeah there's that word again right there dread it definitely gives you that sense of dread when you go to an area and you have these emmy robots chasing after you in regards to trying to take you out but I had the trouble trying to take out the second one because even though there's like, I think there's like six or seven and all and stuff, the second one I couldn't figure out until I initially stopped being tired 
and looked at the screen and think, oh, you know what? I can just hold down the Y button right here and then it'll just do like a little scattershot thing with my blaster powered up and stuff like that and it just blows away the fucking protective <laughs> like uh, screen covering the damn weak point of the monster and then all of a sudden I could charge it up and just kill the damn thing. But yeah, when you go forth and you face off against your first couple of enemies and stuff, it's that sense of kind of like, uh, okay, how can how the hell am I going to kill this thing? It's like that frantic sort of, sort of thing until you finally realize, oh, okay, I can do it this way. Or hey, you know what, he'll try to dodge and stuff, and yeah, I did miss a couple different times with that damn gun and got killed a couple different times because I didn't think about aiming a specific way <laughs> before the damn monster came towards me. But... Uh, even though I haven't played a lot of Metroid Dread throughout the week, I really love how the the world feels, the like the world like uh, feels, the atmosphere of the game itself feels fairly like fairly like kind of uh well, it feels fairly like tense in that regards. I got that good sense of atmosphere right away with like being chased by a lot of these enemy robots in the beginning and then going through, you get that big old first boss battle and stuff like that. It felt epic. It felt more rewarding than I thought it had the like had a chance that it should have been. Going from like uh, that to another Metroidvania style of game, I started playing a little bit more of Castlevania Advance. And what's kind of hilarious about it is I played through Circle of the Moon again. And quintessentially, I spent a good solid 10 hours of it. And let me tell you why. Because I decided this playthrough, I wanted to try to follow exactly what some of the trophy counts have on this one. To where I wanted to collect all the cards and explore <laughs> the uh, the whole gauntlet area of that entire game. Like, in that specific portion of, like, towards the end of the game. Because I've never done that before. I will successfully say that, yes, I have done that now. I've collected all of the DSS cards from the attributes and, like, the various, like, creatures and stuff like that. What was funny about this is, like, towards the end of the game, I knew I was underleveled. I had just beaten, like, uh, the third to the last boss, right? And I was severely underleveled going to a specific part. And there was this enemy that kept on killing me, right? It was entirely powerful, and I could not figure out how I was going to kill this thing because it was blocking a specific point to where I would uh, go back and forth with a warp area. And it's called, it's basically as a generic name, it's called Devil, right? But it has 10,000 experience points. And so here I am at level 37, right? And the initial point to be the tackle the next boss was like 45. And I'm thinking to myself, how the fuck am I going to get to that? initial point so i spent a good couple of like hours grinding on another air another couple enemies of a different area it's called legion right this this monster gives up like about 420 like experience points which is kind of hilarious when i think about it but i grinded around this area then i went over and i discovered something in regards to a combination of a dss card thing i figured i found out that if you use the uranus card like mm -hmm. that card that you get and you equipped it to the cockatrice card. Yeah. <laughs> you get to do like a you can do like a quarter circle and then press the attack button and it launches like it launches a freaking super attack, right? And so because I was so such a high level and stuff, I was able to use a special attack to summon a cockatrice and literally it'll fill the entire screen with all these projectiles and all those like these rocks and stuff. It'll sometimes turn the enemies to stone. 
I put two and two together. It's like, you know what? I should use this damn thing in order to grind on that 10,000 experience enemy. And so I did just that. And I spent a couple hours until I finally got to like level 61. <laughs> Granted, it took me a couple of hours across a couple different days, you know. And I didn't do it all in one chunk, mind you. But while in the middle of doing that, I started realizing it's like, okay, it's time to summon the super chicken. <laughs> That's exactly what I started calling it. It's like, okay, it's super chicken time. <laughs> the entire fucking cockatrice. The power of through. your cock and your anus. <laughs> fucking destroyed. That's one way to look at it, too. But, uh, oh, God. I went through the last portion of that game. The second to the last boss, it was so hilarious because I was at that point and stuff to where I just basically did three summons with the cockatrice and it just defeated the enemy just like that. <laughs> so you just have this big old elaborate summon that just takes like maybe five or ten seconds to go forth. And I do with a quick... Like, command again and do another 10 seconds and then another 10 seconds. And so I beat the damn thing in, like, less than a minute. But the final boss with Dracula in his two forms, I got that one pretty much down pat and stuff like that to where first form's fine, second form you have to go through. And I did a couple of the summons, did this and that. Okay, so once I finally beat him, I looked at the trophy thing and it's like, you know what? I've also never did something before in this game. I never beat the game on Magician Mode. And so what Magician Mode is, is your intelligence gets boosted, like, colossally. Like, you'll start off with, like, maybe 100 points in almost each stat when you start the game initially. For intelligence, like, for that Magician Mode, you start off with 400 inside the intelligence stuff. And basically, since I have all the cards already unlocked from the get-go... I get to take advantage of, like, certain attacks and certain things at the beginning part of the game like I didn't when I first started it. So I can use the Super Chicken whenever I feel like, <laughs> quintessentially. And I'm happy to say, though, I'm almost halfway through the game again. Nice. And uh, using the Super Chicken and also the freaking Thunderbird summon and stuff, which the Thunderbird Zapdos, is... Zapdos, got it. Yeah, pretty much just like a Zapdos, right? But instead of doing, like, horizontal attacks, it does, like, up and down, like, vertical attacks and stuff like that to get the higher, like, the flying enemies and stuff. But, uh, yeah, like I said, man, I had a good good week in regards to playing a lot of interesting, like, fun games in that regards. But, uh, also, it feels nice playing through a game I'm familiar with. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's always good to go back to an old game. All right, okay, was that all you've been playing? Yep. All right, cool. Uh, um, I've only been playing a little bit this week. Uh, I played well, a decent amount the last couple of days. Uh, one game, but real fast. Uh, I talked about it a couple weeks ago. I did pick up um, uh, Alan Wake 3 Remastered Edition. Uh, only played like an hour of it so far. Uh, just not, man, I love that game back in the day. I'm just not vibing with somebody. It's kind of that issue where like, we're in where it's like, you know, like that. That era of those games where it's like, they don't age super like they're in that middle. Like they're better than like technically better than like they run better. They play better. They look better than like the, the generation before them. But it's like, man, we've, we've come so far, and especially like post control. It's just, remedy made, made this game as well. Um, it's kind of, you know, Alan Wake is a game that kind of really put them on the map. Um, you know, coming out of control, loving that game and it plays so much better. And it's, it's just, a, it's, it runs so much better. It's just, it's a right. much better game. And going back playing this one, it's like I, I loved it back in the day. I think it's a 2009 game. And I was like, man, I'm just 
I'm like I said, I've only played like an hour. I want to keep playing it, but it's just like, yeah, it doesn't. It's just not as fun to play as it was. It was never like, it wasn't Call of Duty back then. It wasn't like top notch game all the time. But like, right. It, it it's just it definitely feels um, a lot older now. You're not you're not like didn't age as well as we'd hoped. Um, but I want to I want to keep playing a little bit more. But so far, but I'm not jonesing to keep playing it. But I want to jump back um, to play it. Uh, and then the other thing I'm playing, you know, it's, we talked a lot about Game Pass and raving about that earlier, pretty much all year. But you know, uh, Back for Blood came out day one on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the Turtle Rock. Uh, studio the they originally were the original creators of Left 4 Dead. They're ones that kind of created this kind of game mode, you know, of four player co op, trying to you know get through uh, sections, get to a safe room of the, the defeating zombies. Um, and it's kind of been a, a dead area for a long time. Where like end of the 2000s, early 2010s, where uh, this mode got big and it was everybody was doing zombies and everybody was doing the Left 4 Dead style multiplayer game and kind of came and went and they went away. They made Evolved. No one liked Evolved. Um, and then that, that kind of that game style kind of just went away. <clears throat> and now it's funny, like, you know, in the last year or so, I was like, we've seen a lot of these style of games now pop back up again and they kind of come and gone. Like Aliens ha- had their own version like a month ago. Uh, I think Redfall is coming out next year. Mm-hmm. There's another one coming out that just came out recently as well. I can't remember what it's called. And then we had uh, another one that was an alien that was a Left 4 Dead style game, but it was like with aliens, not the IP movie aliens, but with actual like aliens shit. But right. I think that game just wasn't as great, but um, we kind of seen a resurgence of that. But uh, I put about four and a half hours in this so far. I played for a little bit on Tuesday and then bunch last night and today. Um, I, I am really mixed in this game. I really like playing this game. I love playing this game a lot. I love the card system they added in this. They've done a lot, like they did a lot of really cool stuff where they've added like kind of almost like um, a roguelite mechanics to it as um, and and added card system to okay. it. So like a lot of stuff that goes on with this game, like a lot of pauses here first. Where like game runs way, but it's it's a very well made first person shoot. It's not like I'm wrong. It's not like a technical masterpiece. Like it's not like a, a Call of Duty or anything like that. Like it's not going to be on that scale of like how well it runs or how well it looks or all that. But like it just, it, you know, like left for dead back in the day was kind of a janky, uh, first person shooter game. Right. And this feels like a pretty good, a uh, well above average first person shooter game. You know, this doesn't feel like a B level or, or, you know, like a tier below shooter game. It just runs really well. It works really well. Some of the cool stuff they added to this though, like what's left for dead were, you know, you have a, you have a, a, a you have an act, each there's acts, there's four acts, and in each act there are different sections. Some there are stages, chapters, whatever you want to call them. Like Act One has like ten stages in them. I think uh, Act Two has eight. You could see them on the on the loading screen, uh, but there's decent amount. There's over thirty stages in all. Um, there's actually a little bit of a campaign to it. So like, um, in each stage is six to twelve minutes, give or take. Um, depending on just how much you want to like roam around, there's like so much to do. This is kind of where like the um, roguelike mechanics come to it. When you start a run, uh, the cool thing is like you use these like cards and like you have you find these weapons and you can like you you can uh, get copper, which is basically the the, uh, the money you can use in a run to uh, buy upgrades or buy ammo or up, um, 
buy uh, grenades or health packs or buy, uh, you know, like at, like you'll get random like things you can do like, oh, you're, uh, you'll reload faster or your team will have better health or blah, blah, blah. There's so many different things. It's all random. Every, every stage, when you start a new stage, because at the end of every stage, you got to get to a safe room. There's, you have a goal in this stage, get at the end, get to the safe room. And then when you start the next run, you're still in that safe room. And you just like a little thing you can go into and you right. can buy with the copper you earn. Uh, and every stage has like random goals you got to do. Like they'll give you like get through this without any of your without any of your teammates getting knocked down or everybody survives or um, get through it in, in 12 minutes or less kind of things. Like there's always different goals you can get. You can earn extra copper. That copper only lasts during that run. If you uh, if you fail, you you that run ends. You, you don't take any of that stuff along with you and you get to keep the weapons you use. Like there's like. There's stats to the guns you can use, um, and there's diff- all kinds. There's different characters you can have, and each character brings different boost, and they are better with certain weapons. Right. Uh, but like, you know, like there's one character like he gives everybody an extra ten percent. Uh, I think uh, ammo capacity, and like one character like uh, uh, better health, more stamina. Like each there's uh, you start with four, and you have to unlock more as you go. Um, like I said, like it's it really is like a roguelike where. You know, you failed this run, it's over. Uh, but the cool thing is, though, is you can, if you say you get to stage eight of Act One and you fail the run, the next run you can start at eight, stage eight now, but you don't, you don't get to carry over the stuff. And another cool thing is, so they have, a, they have this card system where you build your own deck and you can put up to fifteen cards in there. Uh, and as you play the game more, you're able to buy more cards, and each card has different mechanics you can add or different things it can do, boost it does. Where like. Um, it has five plus five health plus ten stamina. Um, your mate, you instead of like you have like your melee attack instead of punching, you have a knife, um, or like, and you can use these all together to like stack like people like if you if you run through the game with like melee weapons like with a like a barbed wire baseball bat or an axe, you can add more stamina because so, like using those takes stamina or use a shotgun. You can you can use it so like you carry more shotgun ammo. And your shotguns do more damage. Basically, there's like a strategy to it, like like a, even like a card game where like you're building a deck, you want to build a strategy to work in your best in your favor, depending on how you want to play it. Um, and every after every stage you beat, you get to draw, a new, you get to pick a new card, um, and so you can stack different uh, mechanic, like different boosts as well. So like um, I was playing through a run, I beat the whole first act so far, and um, you like. All right, cool. So you get to pick between these five. Pick one of these five. And it starts off, you pick three. Um, and then you get to pick, after that, you get to pick one each time after that. So, like, I keep stacking, like, and only, like, some of these will affect the whole team. Some will only affect you. Most of them really only affect you. So, like, my health is, like, super higher. I have way more stamina. So I can run, which is really, come find out, pretty important sometimes in some of these. Because that's, your stamina is what you need to run or use your melee or whatever. And, like, there's, like, different strategies, like, one of the things I like to add and like right away and like in the order you put them in and your deck is how is how early you can get to them. So like like the first one I put will put like um, more like it's like a copper one where like more copper will show up and then the second one I'll put in is like you can see where copper is on the map. Like not there's no mini map but you can like it'll it'll highlight on like on your screen where it is. Um, and then like also like your your people you're playing with will like 
point out like ammo or guns or copper as well. So you're finding more copper, which will buy you more upgrades or buy you more valuable items. Or you can buy better guns or buy attachments for your guns. Uh, as you grow and like I said, you, you keep growing more and more and more and finding more weapons and better stuff like that. Um, so like I found like a really good strategy where like I get those right away. Then I have like my third card is like, uh, it gives you an extra life. So if you do fail run, you do fail right. a run, you get one more attempt to beat that again. Uh, and then, but like I said, it's like, it's like a, it's like a, a one man or an extra life in, in Mario where, you know, you die again and it's over kind of thing. Um, and then after that, like I have like the, I have, uh, the one where I could change my melee instead of I'm punching, I have a knife. So the knife one hit kills. And then after that, I have it where the, if anytime you kill an enemy with the, with the, the melee with the, with the knife uh, or whatever you get more, you add a little bit of health. So it's not a lot of help, but it gives you a little bit of health boost, which is really important. Cause a cool thing is like when you're reloading and you like stop to make, like you're being surrounded and you can stop the melee. And you're so instead of punching where punching just pushes them back. Now you have a knife one hit kills them. And the cool thing is, if you're re- if you're in the middle of reload and you gotta stop the melee, it doesn't disrupt the melee. So then, you, like you're halfway to the, the reload, you melee a couple guys, you gain a little bit of health now because I have that 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 melee card or the health card for killing people with the melee, and I didn't break up my melee. Or I didn't break up my reload. So it's like it's all about like building up and like finding those things. And I'll, I'm on top of that, I'm like adding like a bunch of extra health, or I'm adding ammo capacity. Or there's just so many different cool ways, and like there's other, there's a bunch of other decks out there. I'm sure people have, but that's kind of the deck I built. I haven't unlocked a lot of cards because uh, like um, you uh, as you beat levels, like you, you beat them on different difficulty levels, or you do like certain uh, each chap each stage will give you different things you can do. And as you beat them and you like complete these extra bonus level th- things you can do, you earn more supply points, which supply points you use to buy more cards. And then also doing all this, you unlock new characters and unlock new like. Uh, outfits you can wear but the big problem is and i didn't realize this at the time so i was playing solo mode instead of playing uh so you could play online with one other person and then have two bots with you and that's totally fine uh but if you're playing solo mode anything you do in that does not count towards anything else Mm. so you could do a run in there i beat the first act on solo mode with three bots with me but the problem is it doesn't count none of your stats count so None of your stats count, so it doesn't count towards achievements. It doesn't count towards you don't you earn zero supply points. You don't earn any uh, new characters. Uh, you don't unlock any new skins, anything. So like everything you do in solo mode does nothing. It unlocks absolutely zilch, nada. The only thing it does is like you can maybe strategize with it, and you get to, you can play through the whole game technically this way by doing it, but you don't get to actually see or do anything else, like. There's no benefit to doing it other than just playing through the main game, which if that's all you want to do, that's fine. But like, um, yeah, there's just not a lot of point to doing it, which I didn't realize. And to be fair, there is a pop-up at the beginning that I just, but when I first started, I, it was the first thing I did when I started the game. I'm like, oh, I'm going to play through on solo. Cause I did that with like left for dead. Originally I, I beat the whole thing by myself, um, originally. And then I would play it multiple times over and over again with my friends. Uh, this has way more content, way more stages to it. But, um, what sucks is like, you know, like, I mean, on that one, there wasn't like, you didn't unlock new weapons. You unlock new characters. There was nothing to unlock in that. But like this, there's so much stuff to unlock. And then come to find out, you gain nothing. Not even like stats to add to uh, achievements or even stats to add to unlock new skins or anything. You literally benefit nothing from doing it. 
at all. And it's just, it, that was a big bummer. Cause I put, it probably took me a good two, three hours to, to probably about two hours beat act one. Uh, I did do some online, um, but I was playing with randos, which not great. Cause like leopard dead is definitely like, that's a, like, you know, it's like you run off by yourself or you get ahead of everybody or you want to go explore a little bit. Cause that is some of the benefits where like, it's different from left for dead where like left for dead. It's like, just get to, you know, just, you want to just get to the safe room. They don't want to fuck around too much. If you don't have to this, like exploring the, the levels, exploring the stages you're going to find, uh, you're going to find like, uh, safe, like our extra rooms are locked that you can use to unlock. And you can find all these different, like better weapons, more copper, uh, uh, um, uh, Molotov cocktails, um, health kits, stuff like that. There's so much more to like, you're not just going point A to B. You're just like, you want to, you want to explore a little bit. You want to, so you guys to work together. You can't just run off on your own. Cause you're gonna get fucked up. Um, but yeah, I mean like overall, like just, but like getting into like playing the game it is fucking awesome. I love playing this game. It is really good. I have fun playing this game. It just sucks playing solo when it's like, I'm, there's zero reason to play this because, like I'm not getting anything else, and like the AI bots are incredibly stupid. Where like they like there's like the like they have a lot of like the the enemies you know from Left 4 Dead. There's like the witch witch type character. There's the boomer type character. Right. There's the there's the one that like will like hit you with the tongue and like just bring you in kind of character. Like a lot of characters you know. Um, it'll be frustrating is like playing with bots where it's like um, like there's one character that'll grab you and take you away. And then, like, but, like, my, my bots will be standing just looking at me while it's taking me not doing anything at all. Or, like, yeah, there's the one that pounces you and, like, hits you. And they won't stop hitting you until you die or, like, they, they get shot by, like, by one of your partners. And they'll just be standing there not doing anything. Like, they're really good at killing, like, bot, like zombies and shit like that. They're, they're very good at that. But, like, when it comes to, like, doing specific things, they just can't do it. Like, some missions require you to, like carry this um like this this case to like bring to somebody else to help heal somebody and while you're holding the case you can only melee attack you can't shoot you can put it down pick it up anytime you want but it's just kind of an annoying hassle well none of your a none of your bots can do that for you so you're playing solo you got to carry it and also you got you're going to do most of the work so like i was constantly like meleeing fucking hitting people with knives and like i constantly had to set it down to like attack people and shoot people so it just made it more frustrating or like um, there are like sections where like you have to like barricade, uh, the room you're in. Well, there's four different windows, the barricade, and you got to do it. You got to go run over, grab the wood, go over and barricade the window two or three times before it's fully barricaded and blocked from zombies getting in. Well, you got two minutes to do it in and it's a big, like it's a big library that you're in with multiple floors. You got to like some of the windows, like they're, they're purposely hard to find. So I'm trying to do this all by myself. In like a two minute stretch, and then like if you don't do it in two minutes or whatever, the horde of zombies come through the open windows, and then you gotta fight them off, and then you gotta find them real fast. It's just it's just like that. It's just very frustrating. Where it's just like playing ball. So like you can, so like if you don't have a full team and you want to play randos, but you like they're saying there's like just Gables and I want to play this game. Right. If you and I can play the game. Uh, you'll you'll will we will progress. We'll earn supply points, unlock new right new, right uh, cards. You can play with two bots. Um which is totally fine. And like, uh, or you can, just, you know, so you don't, as long as you have one other person, it's fine. Obviously it, it, this game is obviously built for floor player co-op. It's just frustrating though, where it's like, like why wouldn't you, why, who thought this was okay to do? Um, like why would anybody think like, Oh, let's just make solo mode. Essentially it's a tutorial mode. 
Really, they get nothing out of this. Uh, and I guess Turtle Rock uh, did put out a tweet saying that they've heard the frustration and they're working on something to uh, fix a lot of this. But they didn't really give a lot of detail on what they mean by fixing this. And there's no timeline of when this is going to change. So um, I kind of put a damper because I was like playing through it and I could click. I was really enjoying it. I want to keep playing. I want to beat the whole campaign on solo. But then it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, there's no purpose whatsoever of me playing this because I'm not earning anything for doing it, which is the, the whole point of this fucking thing. Uh, then I, I'm just going to wait until they fix it or until I, I have like a, a person or a team I can play through this game with, with other friends and play through this. Cause there's some really cool moments. Uh, I, the campaign, they've actually like made shit like kind of like, there's actually like a little bit of a story to it. Like not much, very little, very small. Uh, but they do like, there is like a little more purpose to what you're doing. You're not just trying to get to a to B, uh, you know, like the old left for deads or whatever. It's like, there's just four different areas with four different sections in each. You're just trying to get to this end. Um, but there was no real purpose. The, like, other than at the end, you're trying to get in a boat or get on a plane or get on a helicopter, but there's no, there's never really like, a, like a, a, you're never really given a purpose other, other than well, just survive. But they're adding like little, they're adding cut scenes, a little story stuff to it. The character, the characters have a personality, so they're giving you more of a reason, which it's it's not it's not awesome, but it's like the the cutscenes are very very well done. Uh, but I like that, and there's like a really cool like Shaun of the Dead moment, uh, which Shaun of the Dead one of my all time favorite movies, and the scene from Shaun of the Dead, I'm sure everybody knows what's about Gables. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Gables, do you know the bar scene from Shaun of the Dead? I'm talking about. No, I don't. <laughs> Have you never seen Shaun of the Dead? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> We're pausing this. I'm pausing it. All right, I pause it. Gables, we are. I'm share screening this. If I could find it, we're watching it. I cannot believe you don't know what this is. Give me a second. God damn it. You know, I'm more of a gamer than a movie watcher, right? Uh, <laughs> hey, we're back. So I had to stop and think Gables watched that scene. Pretty awesome, right? Yes. The don't. Yeah, okay. Well, it also helps that Don't Stop Me Now is my all-time favorite song uh, ever. And Queen's my favorite band of all time as well. Uh, but yeah, I love that I love that scene. Uh, makes me laugh every single fucking time. Um, uh, also, brings me a little tears in my eye because fucking goddamn Freddie Mercury and Don't Stop Me Now. Oh, boy. Uh, but anyways, there is a part in Back for Blood. I almost forgot the whole purpose of why I brought this up. Made you watch that scene. <laughs> I was so excited about that scene. I had to make I made you watch. Um, so there is a part in, in this game where you're in a bar and like there's a truck trying to like like unload or load up uh, a, a bus with like a bunch of the the characters in like an uh, area in. So yeah. you got to distract the zombies in the area. So you got to put the jukebox on. Oh my you turn the God. jukebox on. I didn't realize this actually until later on uh, that there are multiple songs in place. Uh, so they'll do like the click, click, boom song. It will what? do, um, uh, oh God, Wipeout. It'll do Wipeout. Uh, there's a couple of songs. But mine did Ace of Spades, which was fucking incredible. So it was like five minutes of me. Like you're just like, the, the zombies are going in like and like because you're, you're in a bar and all fucking swarming on you and you're fighting them off. And it, I loved it. I had a, fucking blast when this happened just fucking goddamn lenny fucking singing ace of spades i was going oh motorhead oh my god it was awesome and just fighting this off i just i just wish they could have done don't stop me now that would have been perfect <laughs> it would have been too perfect 
maybe too perfect. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, the entire I, year, I, that's for sure. <laughs> what, what was that? I said it would have made your moment the entire year, that's for sure. Oh yeah, the automatic game of the year, if that would happen to me. Uh, but yeah, I it was so fucking cool. One of my favorite moments of gaming this year when that when I got to that part and I said, turn the jukebox on him. Okay, and then fucking like I'm like, oh my god, really? Like, who knew they had the budget for Motorhead? Uh, but yeah, it was, yeah. But like I said, they they have a bunch of other songs too. I'll pop up and play. But yeah, I yeah, it was awesome. There's so many cool things about this game. Like like I said, the the biggest like frustration is just the solo part. But hopefully, they get that fixed soon. Yes. Um, I do want to. I'm gonna keep playing it. I want to keep playing it because it's still, it's a fucking blast to play. Uh, I I definitely want at least. This is like definitely one of those games where like I want to get some people together in Extra Life and play. Uh, perfect timing for this game to come out. It's a couple weeks for Extra Life because, uh, uh, yeah, be, that game will be a fucking blast, I think. Uh, but I will say this, though. If you're playing this, you're playing with friends, don't feel bad to put it on Recruit, which is the easiest setting because I feel like this game is definitely made for you to – like. I feel like Recruit is, nor- is like the normal mode, not easy mode right? Uh, because it is fucking hard. Even on, uh, I, I can't remember what the second option is, the middle option, uh, but my God, it is incredibly difficult, even with four players working somewhat together. <laughs> um, so yeah, put this on recruit, which is is the easiest mode, uh, because yeah, it's definitely made for that. I think you want to, as you earn more shit and get better cards, then you go, you're supposed to go back and beat it. And there's our, there's like the top mode after that. But yeah, this game is incredible so far. Uh, it is living up. To the hype, it's definitely filling that void uh, I've had for 12 years now, 13 years now for a, um, a Left 4 Dead style game. So yeah, I'm having a blast with it. But like I said, definitely a game. If you have friends to play with, definitely no reason to play this. It's on Game Pass. Check it out. Uh, fucking awesome game. But yeah. Anyways, uh, this is our podcast, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please uh, check us out everywhere that we're on. Uh, like, share, subscribe, follow five stars leave comments biggest thing you do shares really really is uh, and everywhere we're at apple spotify youtube twitter facebook um any of those places we're on a lot of other places too uh check the show notes we have links to all our places we're in extra-life.org um all those places we really would appreciate you doing that for us because it'll help us out and the algorithm helps us uh get better more people will see us if you do those things yeah, I was host. I was Tom. And I have been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, have yourself a good day. Definitely play some video games. And thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. And hey, Gables, mm-hmm. don't stop me now. Don't stop me now. <laughs> Let's have a good time. Because we're having a oh. good time. Having a good time. <laughs> we're shooting star already. Oh, God. I'm going to go watch Shaun of the Dead after this now. Anyways, <laughs> bye, guys. See ya.